Oh, Captain Gordon's little winks he does throughout the movie. <laughs> Do you catch those? There's something about him, man. There's something about Captain I Gordon. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to Podzilla. I'm Jasha, and I'm here with my brother, Micah. Hey, that's me. And this is the show where we watch and discuss every single Godzilla and Godzilla-adjacent movie. And this is a big one for us. Godzilla Final Wars, it may just be the biggest Godzilla movie. Yeah, we're starting off the new year with... (laughs) kind of like the last Godzilla movie. Um, but this is the one that has had almost the most, for me at least, the most hype surrounding it. Hey. Um, all of the past monsters and kaiju that we've seen have connections to this movie. This is like the OG end game of Godzilla movies. This is what end game is based off of. <laughs> and I mean, you're completely right. What was also strange is right from the get go, and we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we actually talk about the movie, but... Like, it's not even connecting up past Godzilla movies. It's connecting up a lot of the adjacent ones. I see Varan, Space Amoeba, Gorath. Yeah, so this is going to be a big one to get into. I cannot wait. But first off, I mean, we've been gone for a little bit. We recorded a few episodes with the final draft guys in bulk. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a bit of news for us to catch up on, isn't there? There is a little bit of mega news, Lon. Jaysha, have you seen Godzilla Minus One? I have three times. Three times. Have you seen Godzilla minus one minus color? No, I haven't. We, you, would have, you would have seen the trailer for this. <laughs> yes. We have an official announcement that they're making a black and white version of Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Uh, yet to be announced for the release date. But they did a similar thing for Shin Godzilla recently. Ah, you're right. And this is a little bit special because they're not just putting a black and white filter on it, but they're color grading each and every scene to make it look pristine as having like a re-release in theaters and everything is that right yep i i don't know how i feel about these black and white re-releases i mean i haven't seen any i know that mad max had the black and chrome edition Hmm. logan had like a logan noir noir oh so there's a lot of popular movies that have had re-releases and i'm not too sure what they're like i haven't seen them but i can't like it's not filmed in black and white it's not filmed using film so it's not going to look too authentic, is it? I, I feel like it's... Well, this is just me. I feel like it's an easy way for them to make an extra extra bit of cash off of off of these movies. Bit of a gimmick? Bit of a gimmick. I will say it feels like a bit of a gimmick. But it could like evoke the feeling of the 54 Godzilla, which was in black and white. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, hopefully we do get it. Hopefully If, if it came to our theatre, if it came to our theatre, I would go see it. Yeah, there we go. It might be a gimmick, but I would still go see it. <laughs> Um, we have the recent Godzilla versus McDonald's. Ah, oh, yeah, we, that came out. We need to talk about this for Japan. Uh, this is fantastic. So McDonald's and Godzilla have been doing a few collaborations over the last few months. Uh, they've done this little promotion where they have these little bear characters. Uh, what? I did not see this. I've got a photo of one of these for you here, of like the classic <gasps> McDonald's chicken, the hamburger. There's a chicken. There's a McDonald's chicken. There's a McDonald's J-shirt. It's the early, it's Birdie the early oh, bird. Oh, Birdie. Yeah, yeah. We all know Birdie. I know Birdie. Um, but they properly announced a collaboration, a trailer, 
uh, called Godzilla vs. McDonald's, where they announced three Godzilla burgers. We have the delicious, spicy, thick-cut beef and rough chopped potato. Has to be Godzilla's burger. Smoky pepper chicken and Mm. cheese double teriyaki. Cheese double teriyaki is what little Godzilla has. Um, (laughs) But no, they have this last little, it's like a minute, minute and a half promo where you see some classic Godzilla characters. You see the Shobajim pop up. Yeah. Uh, They have a suit that's a replica of the Destroyer and the Space Godzilla. Heisei style Godzilla. Heisei suit. Um, And they have... It doesn't have a proper name, but they have a McDonald's Mecca. <laughs> yeah, this took me for a, by surprise when I saw it. It's a brand new Mecca that someone's controlling. It's just called God McDonald <laughs> McDonald's Mecca. McDonald's Mecca? Official, it's the Mecca owned by McDonald's. Yeah, the official Godzilla character. McDonald's Mecca. McDonald's Mecca. Uh, you don't really see them fight, but it has this this build-up bar with, that looks like a burger on its chest that has smile yeah. up at the top. Yeah. And I do see some pictures of, yeah, it's pilot inside. It's an intense trailer. <laughs> Dude, look how good these burgers look. It's like, I wish there was as much effort put into McDonald's burgers as we see in the, all the promo images for them. But look at that. It's like the patties are like dripping with that Godzilla sauce. Yeah, well, it's got that special G... <laughs> <laughs> there are so many G words now. It's gonna say G stones, G G DNA, <laughs> G stones. It's got that special G stone shine to it. Uh, we also have some leaks. Oh, I these have been rampant. Yeah. So almost consistently over the past few months, we've had more and more leaks for the Godzilla XCon movie coming out mm. this year. Now in a few months. Hey. Oh gosh, time's gone fast. Weird. Uh, but we have proper names for the little little Kiko-like uh, young Kong. Tiny little baby Kong. Is it Suko? Suko is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, we also have more images of all the cast. We have proper close-up looks at what uh, Scar King looks like. And that is his official name. It's Scar King. Scar the, King. The orangutan-like monkey. There was a random video you showed me of a figurine that is like this rubber Godzilla. But you can, like, pull off the outer suit and inside is the slim pink Godzilla we see in the movie. Yeah. So I think it's referring to some sort of cocoon-like something. I don't know. It's a weird figure. Godzilla loses some weight during the movie at some point. Yeah, you cannot go online at the moment and, like, like Godzilla or be a part of the Godzilla fandom without seeing these leaks everywhere. Everywhere I look is the leaked script. For Godzilla X Kong, I'm pretty sure the whole it's script, script has now. been leaked online, or the whole plot synopsis. So I haven't, I resisted the urge. Uh, I'm gonna try going as blind as I can. But I mean, the one you can't help but seeing, if you're listening to Godzilla, you've probably seen, is that there is another kaiju that has been leaked and revealed to have been in the movie. Yeah, feel free to skip over this if you want to go into the movie afresh with virgin eyes. Uh, but we see this like almost chinese dragon inspired white kaiju that we know is called shimo shimo or shimu 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 that we know is called shimu yeah uh i'm excited for it it's interesting that we haven't seen it in any of the trailers so far yeah, like they were trying to keep it a secret. So annoying that we've kind of had it revealed already. <laughs> I think it is going to be quite a cool idea for a movie, though, having Godzilla versus Kong 
just being about Godzilla and Kong going head to head and then uniting against Mechagodzilla. And now Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, is going to be about Godzilla and Kong together going up against counterparts of themselves mm. in Scar King and Shimu. Especially if we, we don't know if Shimu is related to Godzilla at all. Nah. But I know that you're excited for more Titanus Doug. Yeah, there's there's been <laughs> toys leaked of Doug and I'm I'm not happy. I've been hearing leaks that Mothra is in the movie as well. Yeah. Almost confirmed is what I've heard. Apparently, yeah, monsters have been like taken out of the movie and replaced and Mothra's in the movie now. So we're in for a fun time. It's going to be fun what I'm regardless. Only like three months away, three or four months away at this point. So we're getting very close to Godzilla X Kong. And we will be there with an episode release day. Yeah. The week the movie comes out, we will be up to date covering it. So stay tuned and make sure to check it out when it when it does release. But until then, Josh, we have to talk about a fun, fun movie. Yeah? Called Godzilla Final Wars. <laughs> it is time. In a world ravaged by mutated monsters, nuclear testing, and reckless science, the Earth Defense Force, or EDF, is formed to combat the kaiju and restore global peace. The emergence of mutant humans with crazy abilities leads to the creation of the M Organization, a subdivision of the EDF. Despite their success against various monsters, the EDF faces an unbeatable foe in Godzilla, culminating in a final Antarctic showdown where the Gotengo buries him in ice. Decades later, a mummified space monster named Gigan is discovered, triggering a resurgence of global monster attacks orchestrated by the mysterious Exilians. The Exilians manipulate humanity into aiming weapons at a non-existent threat, which raises the suspicions of mutant Ozaki and biologist Miyuki. As tensions escalate, revelations of imposters, betrayals and an Exilian plot unfold. The EDF, aided by mutants and the Gotengo crew, embarks on a perilous plan to release Godzilla and confront the Exilians once and for all. A final battle pits Godzilla against Kaiser Ghidorah and Gigan against Mothra in a climactic struggle for Earth's survival. In the end, the humans overcome the Exilians, Godzilla overcomes all the other monsters, and Manila, the son of Godzilla, forces peace between humanity and the giant kaiju. As Godzilla and Manila leave a ruined Tokyo, Godzilla roars, marking the end of 50 years of destruction, and marking this as one of Godzilla's final wars. stuff i was waiting for the title drop in this movie and they only said final war not final wars so thank you i made it all right you brought some closure for me man this is a big one uh it was directed by ryuhi kitamura and it has a pretty cool cast i'll just go through some of them now yeah. uh we have ozaki who is one of these mutants played by masahiro matsuoka uh, we have Miyuki, who I said was the biologist, played by 
Ray Kikukawa. We have Captain Gordon, captain of the Gotengo, played by Don Fry. We have Anna, who is a reporter in this movie, played by Maki Mitsuno. We have Kazama, who is another one of the mutants, played by Kane Kosugi. And lastly, the last one who I really just wanted to call out, and we'll talk about him a bit later, is the controller of Planet X, Kazuki Kitamura. Also known as Jareth the Goblin King. He is very Jareth-esque <laughs> in this. And on top of all that amazing cast, we also have, like, in little bit parts throughout the movie, Akira Takarada, Kumi Mizuno, Kinji Sahara. Like, a whole lot of these Godzilla actors and actresses of old just showing up throughout. So it was a real cool, like, end to, yeah, 50 years of Godzilla history. Yeah, and it's not just the actors. Some of these guys are reprising their original characters as well. Really? We have... Oh, what was the... She was like the head of the the actual... Oh, is this media. Kumi Mizuno? Kumi Mizuno. I think she plays the same character that she did in Astro Monster. Whoa, no way. Yeah. So we, there are some nice, nice links here and there. And, you know, it's hard for us having not had all of these movies as something within our like national culture for so long. We didn't pick up on a lot of these recurring characters when we saw them on screen. Yeah. But even knowing they're here, it's just like a real celebration of all the decades past. Yeah, I'm going to need to go go back and just have a look for Kenji Sahara because I didn't catch him, but he is one of my favorites from all these Godzilla movies. Should I go through the monsters before we do anything else as well? Give it to me because we have so, so many. This is the biggest monster cast in a Godzilla movie, I think, at least to date on the show. We have Godzilla. Really? We have Monster X. Who turns into Kaiser Ghidorah. Pretty much our like King Ghidorah counterpart in this movie. We have Gigan. We have Mothra, Manila, Rodan, Anguirus, Ibera, King Caesar, Manda. We have Zilla from the 1998 American film. Legally distinct. We have Kamakuras. We have Kumanga, Hidora. And then we've got a whole lot of like stock footage clips of Gyra and Gizara, Megagirus, Titanosaurus, Varan shows up. Varan was there. And then on top of that, we've got toys. There's like a little kid playing <laughs> with toys. Plays with Baragon, Batra, Biolante, Destroyer, Gabara, Gorosaurus, Jet Jaguar, Kuryu, Little Godzilla, Matango. Matango's in here. Mechagodzilla, Meganulon, Mogira, Orga, Rainbow Mothra, Space Godzilla. I'm sure I missed a few. On top of that, we have the giant star Gorath. That's the plot point in mm -hmm. this. We've got the Gotengo, which is constantly going up against Godzilla and the other monsters. And a lot of these guys have like variants as well. Yeah. Gaiken has his double chainsaw one. There's, there's so much here. At this point, there's probably more monsters in this movie than ones that have been left out of this movie. Yeah, and <laughs> it is crazy because the movie starts, the Gotengo goes up against Godzilla, he gets trapped in ice, humanity's finally defeated Godzilla. Mm. Cool scene. It's cool seeing the Gotengo finally go up <laughs> against Godzilla because it was an Atragon going up against Manda. Uh, we had the space version of the Gotengo in the war <laughs> in space. Right, yeah. Uh, and then we've seen bits and pieces of it on like Godzilla Island and stuff. But this was the first time it was in live action. Really cool. Seeing it jump out of the ice with its drill piece. I know. And huge lasers. Like it seemed like a vehicle that was actually 
going toe to toe with Godzilla really well. Yeah. And especially when you have so many of these captains piloting their own ships throughout the movie, each of them has their own personality to them. And especially when we get to our favorite Captain Gordon. Captain Gordon. Piloting the Gotengo uh, near the middle and the end of this movie. It takes on its own character. Yeah. And you just love it whenever it comes on screen. <laughs> but even the, int- the like the intro credits to the film, it's set against clips of old Godzilla movies throughout Showa, throughout Heisei, throughout Millennium. We're seeing the years and the decades flash up on screen. Yeah. 1954 all the way through to 2004. And my my brain is trying to like fit together all these movies they don't conceivably work together at all like you can't connect the show up to every millennium movie or every heisei movie <laughs> with all the monsters that are showing up in this like how are you going to connect megagirus which was like almost a standalone film up to king caesar who showed up at the end of the show era you can't there's no way <laughs> but this movie just doesn't really want to explain it all they're all here together you're seeing them all on screen it's just cool. It's just a celebration, right? I think in early drafts, they wanted to try and make it a proper continuity and have like Godzilla Jr. from Heisei come back and be this Godzilla. But in the end, because I think the way it has to work is this movie has to even disregard the first 54 movie because Godzilla would have never died in that movie for him to be rampaging across earth all of these years yeah you're right like there's there's just no way especially with the toys in it as well the figurines (laughs) there's no way yeah little kids playing with an anguirus toy and he looks at the screen he's like that's a real anguirus like (laughs) how did this toy exist and the real anguirus together it's yeah it's really cool though like there's just something inside you that when you see all these characters and all these clips of movies of, of past, you're just like, whoa. Yeah, I don't think it has to make sense. No, it's cool. We 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 still enjoy it. Why does it have to make it's sense? It's its own thing. Uh, and from the outset, I think this is unlike any other Godzilla movie in terms of tone and style. Did the leather give it away? <laughs> scratch that is this like the coolest movie ever made (laughs) not even a godzilla movie the most it's the most 2000s movie (laughs) i was watching and i'm like this is like a mix of matrix this is a mix of mission impossible 2 yeah everything else ever sahara just so much sahara yeah it's it's crazy the music as well from the outset this this is no Akira Ifukube score, you know? This is something else entirely. It's just rock throughout the whole thing, some electronic music bumping in. Crazy. And every single fight scene is like slow-mo for some of it. Then it's sped up. Then it's freeze-framed. It's, it's just something else. Yeah, because you have all your kaiju battles, which there are so many, so, so many that Godzilla takes on here. But you also have this human side of the story with the mutants. It feels like X-Men, them all just flying around in slow-mo. <laughs> Fully like circular shots going around the characters while they're frozen in midair motorcycle scenes oh the motorcycle fight the motorcycle chase in this movie is just crazy some of our characters having katanas others having like duels with guns that they shoot once and then throw (laughs) behind it's wild (laughs) it it leads into that absurdity that 
I feel like even the Shower Godzilla movies have leaned into it a good amount. But yeah. this just throws it all all to the wall. I know. And goes hard out with what it's trying to do. And I know that a lot of Godzilla fans just despise this film. There's either like two sides of the camp. You love it or you hate it. It's it's I'd say it's the most divisive Godzilla movie. Yeah, and I can see why, but on the other hand, it's almost just like Godzilla's always had these two sides of the spectrum almost, right? You've got the original 54 film, you've got minus one, which leads into those emotional elements and metaphors of Godzilla. A lot more like profound, yeah. um, stirring feeling throughout the, the, those movies. Proper metaphorical, they're, m- they're meant to be like actually criticized and looked at and delved yeah. deeper into. And on the other side of the spectrum, you've probably got this, which is like Sunny Godzilla and All Monsters Attack like on drugs, you know? Like this is the craziest funnest yeah, this is the other side this is most this explosions is, this is what people are saying x-kong is going to be like yeah. it's going to lead more into that absurdism side but i like it i mean they've always both been godzilla this has always just, been part of the history yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just extreme this is just <laughs> crazy uh, i don't even really know how to talk about it i mean should we talk about some of the human stuff? Because we, we'll get into the monsters. There's a lot of monsters to delve into. Yeah, there's, you've got to help me here because there's a lot of humans and I yeah. know one of their names. Yeah. I and it you. is Captain Gordon. So you're going to have to help <laughs> me with the rest. <laughs> well, let's talk about Captain Gordon. <laughs> this English character, Captain Gordon, used uh, to work on the Gotengo <laughs> when they trapped Godzilla in the ice. But he comes back and he's looking like this Russian officer with the <laughs> thickest moustache I have seen in my life. He has like a, a velociraptor claw like <laughs> like Ian Malcolm has in the first Jurassic Park. Alan Grant. Al- oh my gosh. Yeah, Alan Grant has yeah. in the first Jurassic Park. He's got this katana for some reason. Yeah. He's in prison and he has like a punching bag in there with him. The buffest dude. He's bald. The movie like kicks into gear when there's a scene of him in the Gotingo going up against Manda. And he just obliterates Manda. Manda gets destroyed, turned and first set on fire, then turned into ice, then just drilled through head to tail with the Gotengo. He, he, he has no regard for his his crew, by the way. <laughs> They're literally all dying in the ship from the heat, and he's just like, stay the course. He gets the job done, Micah. This man is a true professional. And then he gets chucked into prison, we hear, because he like got into a fist fight with one of his commanding officers. Yeah. There weren't any casualties, were there? I, I so he did do the job. He got the job done. But it's such a great scene later on when they're like assembling this team to take the auxilians down. And, and the main guy, Ozaki's like, I know just the person. And we cut to Captain Gordon in prison. <laughs> the best feeling. Uh, he's like the one, the one guy we can get. Props to this actor, by the way. I know he used to be a boxer and I feel like he's the equivalent of like Andre the Giant in <laughs> Princess Bride. In the Princess Bride is Captain Gordon in this movie. Like, he, I guess he can act. Yeah. I don't think he's a great actor, but he, he just becomes so iconic in the way that he like grumbles every single phrase in this movie. <laughs> it's all just grumbled under his breath. In a Japanese movie. He is the person I can understand the least. <laughs> the world is ruined and the war is already lost. Now this is a matter of pride. It's whether we die hiding or die fighting. Captain, are you telling me that you intend going back down there through enemy lines, wake up Godzilla, then bring him right back here 
get him to fight all the other monsters, and then somehow, I don't know with what weapons, destroy the Exilian invasion force? Then go back to the South Pole and lock up Godzilla again? Yes. Right, sir. He is just the coolest, though. <laughs> just him sitting there and smoking rubble with a katana. Like, is there a image that goes harder <laughs> than that? You know? My, what's your favorite Captain Gordon scene? Oh, I, I love when he's just punching. He puts the katana into the wall, gets into a fist fight with these exilians. And one of them's a lady that comes up to him. And she's like, you wouldn't hit a girl, would you? And he's like, he turns his fist into an open hand, karate chops her, and then says, <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Captain Gordon. Classic Captain Gordon. <laughs> The lamest little karate <laughs> shopper in the world. She's an exilian. So Just punch her, Gordon. Come on. She's a robot, dude. <laughs> Are they robots? I, yeah, I guess so. I guess they're, they're robots. They never have been in the past movies with exilians, but they're like weird looking robot things. They're like Terminators. Yeah. The skins they're wearing. Mm. Uh, what other human characters do we have? Uh, we could talk about the mutants, the M organization. There was the two main mutants that we follow, which was Ozaki, our main guy. He's the one who becomes like the Kaiser yeah. by the end of this movie. One in every million mutants has got special abilities and he's the Kaiser. It's Ozaki. Um, and then we've got his best friend, or I guess the enemies at the start, they're kind of going head to head, uh, who's called Kazama. Yes. And there's a fight between these two on motorcycles that is just the it's the most awesome scene I've ever witnessed <laughs> watching on, on a TV. This is what I imagine Shin Kamen Rider to be like. Dude, I watched Shin Kamen Rider the other oh, day. true. This was better, the motorcycling. <laughs> the motorcycle fights in this? Oh my gosh. It's crazy. This going head to head. They're sliding for like a full 30 seconds towards each other. Guns Sh out. Shortest gap in the world and somehow <laughs> still takes that long. But I think my favorite thing is when they're driving at each other. I think, what's our main man called? Ozaki. Ozaki. He tilts his bike sideways, making the other dude drive up the bike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how much how much choreograph can we give to two <laughs> motorcycles? <laughs> and they give a lot. They give a lot. That's a great scene. And yeah, yeah, Kazama ends up sacrificing himself as well, flying a plane into the middle of the Exilian ship at the end to kind of save the day. Great character. Um, we've got our, some of our supporting cast, who is Miyuki, the biologist. Yes. And yes. Anna, who is a reporter. Miyuki's sister. Miyuki's sister. I'll tell you my favorite supporting cast. Yeah. Mr. One Shot. Mr. One Shot, Akira Takarada's character. He was, in the, he was the main protagonist in the first Godzilla movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So this is his own like 50th anniversary <laughs> of the whole franchise. Yeah. He's great here. He's playing like... Someone high up in government, like a general or someone, or Secret even a president, secretary, I think. someone. But he's got some great scenes. This because he gets taken over by, like an exilian gets swapped out for the real, the real him. Mm. And, and he's, he's he's acting like an Elon Musk, really pushing this United Space Force. <laughs> yeah. But there's a scene when he's invited with Anna onto TV, and she like <laughs> brings out this dog, 
And we all know. He's been talking about his dog, Clint. Clint. He misses Clint. He's been traveling so much. What a smart little scene when she tries to trick the Exilians into revealing they really don't know. It's not the real him and they don't know anything about his dog. Some great, actually, like, really funny moments during this movie. He's great. Everybody, can I just say as well, everybody's style in this movie is so on point. Oh, my gosh. He's wearing this white suit throughout the whole thing. Mr. One Shot. Mr. One Shot. And I guess the only, like, other actors we should probably talk about or or characters was the Zillions. The Zillions. Mainly the controller of Planet X. You said zillions. It's, it is X zillions, right? Yeah, I think I think in our it was Astro Monster that they first came in, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. I think so. King Ghidorah, three-headed monster. Um, I stand by that they would have been zillions in that, but due to the English translation, I will concede they're X zillions in this movie. It makes it makes sense because X is their whole thing, right? Yeah. Like they're making jokes about people renaming themselves X, X Monster X. Yeah, yeah. X zillions. Uh, but yeah, we have Kazuki Kitamura who plays the controller. And this guy's just the most insane villain. He's got crazy messed up hair, his long like leather coat and cape. He's got Spock eyebrows. <laughs> he, the way he laughs. He's got this <laughs> iconic, maniacal laugh that he just pulls out during various points in the movie. Mm. It's insane. I think he might be like my favorite human villain we've seen in these movies so far in the Godzilla franchise. Yeah, I'm with you. He's great. Because there are scenes when they, they're coming up behind him with weapons ready to shoot him and he's just watching Godzilla fighting these guys on the screen and he's like, hold up, i got to watch this through. <laughs> he's doing these crazy, like, frustrating dance moves. Yeah, it's like hand gestures. Hand gestures. Yeah, great stuff from him. The most nefarious smile I've seen. I, I, I believe that he's an alien. Like, I believed he mm. was really an alien, this actor, because those laughs are the worldly. No human could laugh the way this guy does. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are, those are probably like our human cast. And we didn't spend a whole lot of time like delving into their characters much. It was a lot of scenes with them on their own. And then they all come together as kind of the main crew towards the end. No, I, I don't think this movie does too much in the way of character development. Yeah. I don't think it's the type of movie that tries to. It leans into more the fast paced action. These guys are getting the job done. And while they're doing that, we're just along for the ride. Um, more so like any movie where there's a cast of characters. It felt like almost aliens where you have the gang getting together. Yeah, the crew of Marines and that. You've got the crew of the Gotengo coming together for this one. Mm. I thought it was genius. I thought it was great because in usually in Godzilla movies, right, you've got the human side of things, which is a bit more slow and drawn out. Then you got the monster side, which is fast paced. You're really looking forward to the monsters all the time. You can't wait for them to show up, even though you're slogging through some of the human stuff. This movie just flips it on its head. The human stuff is the fast paced stuff and the action packed stuff that you can't wait for most of the time. And that it's almost just becoming what the monster stuff is. And both the monster side and the human side are both like intertwined in this. It is just this huge, fast-paced, action-packed ride. And they even like, it even calls it out. There's one point during the movie when the humans are just going at it to crazy music, punching each other. And you see on a monitor behind them, Godzilla fighting Monster X and mirroring like, there's just no time to breathe during this film at all. Yeah, I know the director of this movie, uh, Ryuhei Kitamura, he was a big fan of some of the, 
older movies like Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, some of the more faster-paced show mm. movies, and hear the mentality around it that, you know, whenever we had these kaiju fights and then we slip back to the characters and they're just talking about their military stuff, really slow dialogue. Yeah. It really brings you out of the action. They're both just so intertwined in this. Both high yeah. energy. Like, you never feel like it's going to be a drag moving back to the other side of things. No, not at all. Especially near the end at the climax, we're focusing a lot of the time on these humans and you're never really bored of it. Which no. Is, which is a really nice feeling to have. It's really cool, eh? Yeah, I, I just loved um, the flow of this whole film. And I mean, it was so cool seeing all these different monsters pop into it, man. Like, what, what do you think with how they were handled? Because a lot of them were, I mean, essentially cameos. They show up for a little bit. And yeah. to me, it feels like they're, they're used to show how powerful Godzilla's gotten. But say like when we have Hedora or the first Gigan who face off against Godzilla... He's through with them in less than a minute. Hedora's is just egregious. Hedora shows up, gets thrown against a building, gets an Ebra claw through their eye, and then Godzilla just blows them up in like 20 seconds flat. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's because the whole movie's paced. I, I think the scene earlier, the segment of the movie is called like Monster Apocalypse or something. I saw in the scene selection on the DVD, Monster Apocalypse. I missed it when... When DVDs and movies had scene selections with <laughs> chapter names. Yeah, but this monster apocalypse scene was when all the monsters are just destroying different areas all across the world. You've got like Zilla showing up in Sydney, Australia. Uh, King Caesar showing up in China. And Giras in China. Oh, yeah. In no. Shanghai. I've been there. It was a fun place. I did see Angiris. Whoa. Yeah, we have King Caesar in Okinawa. Kamakuris in Paris. Uh, Kamanga in Arizona. We have... Zilla in Sydney mm. is this real globe-trotting adventure. Yeah, and it's, it harkens back straight to Destroyal Monsters in the show era, right? Which is the exact same thing. We get segments of different monsters under the control of aliens in different parts all over the world, mm. um, just destroying everything. So it was cool. It, it did feel like a kind of like wink and a nod back to Destroyal Monsters. It does feel like a sequel to that. Yeah. Spiritual sequel. Aliens coming, using the monsters against us, tricking humanity. Godzilla saving the day. Turned up to 11. Yeah. Because these monsters just destroy different place, parts of the world. The Exilians capture them all. And then when Godzilla's released later in the movie or saved from his icy grave, uh, the Exilians are throwing these monsters at him. Yeah. And I think you're completely right. They're not meant to be like huge fights and huge intense fights. They're just supposed to be, whoa, let's Kamakuris is back. He, he's got these cool mm. new abilities. He's got a new like puppet of him. He looks awesome. Well, Godzilla just completely destroys him. That's how powerful Godzilla yeah. is. Which means like when Godzilla goes up against Monster X at the end or up against like the upgraded Gigan even. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that they last more than a minute. Yeah. And which it makes you feel like, oh, this is an actual fight. Yeah. They're, they're being quite difficult to him. And I quite like that because it, it does make you feel like um, the Exilians and the monsters at their disposal are beatable. Like they're not this unbeatable or powerful threat. Godzilla is just burning through all these guys. Mm. Um, but they can actually put up a huge fight. I think it goes to show as well just how powerful Godzilla is and the fact that I mean, from the start of this movie, he's evil. He's a villain. 
Yeah. Even throughout this movie, when the Gotengo comes alongside to try help him, he's still like firing shots at them. To the end of this movie, before Manila comes in, Godzilla's going to destroy them. He's going to yeah. continue on on his rampage. Uh, so them building him up to be this like actual apocalyptic force that the Earth has faced for 50 or so years, haven't been able to be beaten. I think it adds extra weight to the fact that they make the decision to release him from the ice. Mm. It's a real last ditch effort. Hey, even though he's going to destroy our world, it's something that we have to do to try and fight the exilians here. Yeah, because it's our last chance. Most of the world's actually destroyed. We see people like getting thrown into flames, the Statue of Liberty broken and crumbled. Dude, people like Dan in America. (laughs) What about. (laughs) How about that scene with Rodan in America, Micah? When there's like a guy with a pimped out car talking to like a police officer and both of them see Rodan fly over top of them and their hats fly off and there's a cartoon sound effect. (laughs) This is the one scene on Twitter that I'd seen of Final Wars. (laughs) Only that and I was like, what the heck am I in for this movie? There's there's a lot of like little cutaway gags cutaway gags and little, little side cuts here to random civilians throughout what's happening <laughs> we have these like two people on the on the antarctic south pole like base yeah listen i know they're listening to like music from the mechagodzilla og movie yeah and they're just jamming out to it and like throwing ribs at each other they're both like well the world's everyone's dead but i'm okay if we just hang out here godzilla's coming back the team's coming back <laughs> now let's just leave them <laughs> We're having fun here in they our safe get, little spot. They just get wrecked, don't they? Godzilla <laughs> intentionally during the Gigan fight just destroys them. It's great. I, I like seeing all these little 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 scenes of people just doing their stuff. How about um Zilla getting destroyed and again, a matter of seconds <laughs> by Godzilla. And then there's like a cutaway comment from someone and they're like, I, it might even be the Xillian commander. And he, was, he looks at Zilla just... In flames. And he says, I knew that tuna eating monster was worthless. <laughs> what a dig. What a dig to the TriStar movie by Toho here. Uh, yeah. I know that, um, what was his name? Totopolis? Uh, one of the people who worked on the 1998 Godzilla movie, when he heard Zilla was going to be in it, he was like, oh my gosh, my character, my Godzilla is going to be in this movie. <laughs> And he still enjoyed it after seeing he was in it for like one one minute. It's so funny. It's weird seeing a suitmation versus full CG fight. Yeah, even just for a little bit. It is weird, right? Because most of the Toho monsters in this movie are all straight up suitmation or at least practical like puppetry most of the time. But Zilla is just 100% CG. I guess how he was most of the time in yeah. the Godzilla 198 movie. It would have been weird to see him in a suit. I mean, pretty cool. I think it's fine how they did it here. It's <laughs> nice to have a little throwback to that movie, even just for a few gags here and there. Do you have any highlights from the monsters or a favorite of the bunch? Favorite <laughs> little fight? Favorite fight from the monsters. Um, I like seeing Anguirus and his his stuff with king caesar and rodan yeah how about Angiris's like ball ability his little roll-up ball he's an armadillo in this movie yeah. isn't he no he's, he's good i like him um my favorite would have to just be his showdowns against gigan yeah and nice. gigan's other forms in here uh, even though they don't last super long seeing gigan and godzilla in that first fight in the arctic um 
Gigan throwing his like chain sickles at him and wrapping yeah. them all up. And getting his head blown off. And <laughs> getting his head blown off. <laughs> uh, and even in the second fight, him and him, Gigan versus Mothra. Yeah. When he's got it's chainsaw such a hands. cool fight. Yeah. I love that. Him cutting off the wings and then what is it? He releases these two saws and then Mothra like dodges them and blows them back in his direction. Yeah. And he ends up chopping his own head off. His head gets destroyed once again. Gigan's head can't get a break. <laughs> My favorite monster from this was actually Kumanga. Really? The, the spider from Sonic oh, Godzilla. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's a real, again, real brief. All these fights are real brief, but there's a little sequence where Godzilla goes up against him and Kumanga's letting web loose and then almost instantly the web, like the strands of web turn into like nets. It creates like a yeah, full net, full spider web styled net. I like it. It yeah. feels like Showa. Real cool. And Godzilla's just grabbing these strands of web swinging Kumanga around and during that fight I think some of Kumanga was CG but some of it definitely was puppetry yeah and there was moments during that fight when I could see the shadows of the suits against the soundstage <laughs> and I was like man this is so cool I just love that stuff it feels like show era all, all over again it's at that time where that stuff feels nostalgic now yeah and it feels like oh this is Godzilla yeah like this is what it's supposed to feel like <laughs> yeah there's a big difference coming off of GMK in which all the monsters in Kaiju we see except for Baragon are <laughs> CG we see a lot of King Ghidorah and Mothra there yeah a lot of CG and coming into this where I mean, it's sad because this is the last Suitmation movie of the Godzilla series. Yep. Yeah, you're right. We've had some of the anniversary shorts in the past few years, but this is the last proper movie. I'm going to miss this. There's something about those actual physical fights between these guys. And I think you're able to see and envision a lot more of how these monsters are supposed to look. Uh, and almost like they have better silhouettes, better iconic looks when they actually have a, a costume made for them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I even loved the way Godzilla looked and moved in this. Because again, I think this is one of his more iconic looks. And this is the only time he looks like this with the real distinct yeah. feline almost face and the pointy ears. Cat ears, real furrowed brow. Quite like skinny and Slim. moves like a like a, like a a person in a suit. Like a little WWE fighter or something. This, I don't know what the suit's called, but I know it weighed 30 kg, which Whoa. is super light. Yeah. And you could tell during those end fights with like Godzilla versus Monster X. Yeah. It feels the most physical than most anything we've seen That's so far. Cool. Godzilla feels sliding. agile. He feels agile yeah. in this. He's sliding around. He's dodging attacks like a goalie. He gets picked <laughs> up by Kaiser Ghidorah at the end. And the suit, it looks kind of real. Because the suit's obviously so light. It's actually picked up by the Kaiser Ghidorah suit. Mm. It just looks awesome. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff you can see with suits. Uh, I think they did Manila dirty with his suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Manila suit. I'm stoked Manila's in this. It's weird that he's in it. Yeah. Um, first off, he's human size. Yeah, it is strange. But he, he just looks like a Teletubby. I can't not see a Teletubby <laughs> when I look at him. The thing that puts me off probably more than this look is his voice. None of the none of the iconic little Manila sounds. We've got like synthesizer robotic vocals for him now. Yeah, he sounds like a mech, especially in that that last scene where he's like t posing against Godzilla. <laughs> t posing. Yeah, I, I did. It's, an, it's it's emotional when he's in there. I did like his nice. addition. It's funny how he's put into the movie though, because he's almost like a tiny little subplot 
throughout the whole movie it's cutting back and forth to him and this kid and this old man as they're driving around watching some of the godzilla fights yeah we i distinctly remember we're watching one of the kaiju fights it might have been with it might have been either Ebera or with the karyu oh, like the, the other ship with of the, the ships, commander. yeah and then you just jump cut into the middle of like a mount fuji forest no warning and manila's there <laughs> Like, oh, Manila's hiding okay. behind a little rock. It did feel like Manila, his little movements, him hiding away, him doing some smoke rings. It was cool. <laughs> and I did like it all came down at the end when the Exilians are all defeated, when Godzilla is about to send the last remaining few members of humanity to their graves. Manila steps in, puts up his hands, stops the conflict, brings the world, brings Godzilla to peace. We wouldn't be here without Manila. It's like it's like Godzilla's Frodo and Manila's Samwise. <laughs> Manila's the true hero. Manila's the Samwise of this story. If it weren't for him, the world would be doomed. <laughs> Manila, our true hero. Once and for all, we know who the true hero, the true king of the monsters is. You'd think it would be Godzilla. Manila. Manila. Prince of the monsters. <laughs> Prince of the monsters. Uh, we, do, we probably should just quickly touch on Monster X. Yeah. So I didn't actually know anything about this character until like a few months ago um thanks to battleline and his edition <laughs> there um yeah i i could not even remember seeing him before this yeah a weird looking monster too because he is probably more so than any other monsters in the godzilla series he does look like a human in a suit he's very humanoid yes yes upright standing dude he's got like a white bone like head and then two Two like, half scales on his shoulders. Yeah. I like the way he looks. He is just a bit, it is a bit weird. You look at all the other monsters that are made to look like, like dinosaurs or giant bugs or giant animals. And even the more human ones, you have like Santa and Gyra, you have King Caesar. Yeah. And then you have, on the other side, you have your mix, you have Gigan and Mechagodzilla. And he's like in the middle of those. Yeah. I guess he is like alien-like. I mean, I like him. Yeah, I think he's one of the ones that stand out most as being as as not fitting in with the wider roster. But mm. I like him because he turns into Kaiser Ghidorah. Surprise, 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 Whoa. surprise! I do like I do like how that's like foreshadowed with the Monster X look. How he's really got like three pieces of a head. Yeah, he's got three heads. Uh, I really want to know how how that was received in the theaters. Because I feel like that would have been a crazy moment to be there for. It's like, oh my gosh, Kinky Dora is actually yet again <laughs> yeah. the final monster. The final boss of the movie. And Kinky Dora has got, or Kaiser Ghidorah has got four legs now instead of two. Yeah. So Quite horse-like. Before, he would have been classed as a wyvern. Oh. In this one, he is a bona fide dragon. Yeah. Four legs, three heads. He looks like a mount. Looks he looks like a giraffe. He looks like you could jump on top of him and just ride him, you know, yeah. like into battle. <laughs> Guys, can someone please make art of that? With Jasha riding Kaiser Ghidorah. <laughs> but it, it is such a cool scene when Godzilla's going up against him at the end. Godzilla's like using Ghidorah heads to burn off other Ghidorah heads and like pulling him apart. Yeah, he's ripping off heads in them. This is one of those scenes that makes me really appreciative of how during the making of this they would have just had to destroy these costumes yeah. during the fight yeah it is cool and it looks awesome it looks so good 
Uh, I mean, we can go into final thoughts and um, some other notes soon. Did you want to? Do we have trivia for this one? Dude, there's a lot of trivia. Mm. I'd say this is probably the movie where there's the most trivia. Uh, it's the biggest movie. Makes it's, sense. It's the biggest movie. Coolest movie of all time. So this might take a while. Jasha, bear with me. Okay. This movie came out on the 29th of November, 2004. Uh, it was the first movie to premiere outside of Japan. It premiered in a Chinese theater first. Wow. But it was also the day that Godzilla got his Hollywood star of fame. Really? He's got one. Uh, you have a lot of these fictional characters like, I know Kermit has one. I think Elmo has one as well. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Godzilla is a Hollywood star. <laughs> I also saw, I mean, another random fact, but I, I think I've talked about it on the show. I went to a lot of the New Zealand International Film Festival movies this year. And I was looking at some of the films they showed in the past and that premiered as part of the film festival in the past. And I saw Godzilla Final Wars on the list. Like this <sighs> was going to international like film festivals, which was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, that would have been great. Can you imagine seeing this in a theater? Yeah. This would be one of the ones I'd want to see in a theater. I know. We've talked about Zilla a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so legally distinct, they they can't legally call the 1998 movie one Zilla. Officially. Yeah. So th that one's called Godzilla. Yep. But when he shows up in Toho's movies, he's called Zilla. Yeah. So after the 1998 movie came out, he was unofficially nicknamed Zilla. Yeah. Because they took the god out of Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. And then Toho kind of just snatched that name up and snatched that name up and used it for this film. It's <laughs> nice to have him back. The model that they used in the movie, he's fully CG in this. There's no actual concept art of him during the development of this film. True. And that's because to get his model, they literally just grabbed one of the 1998 action figures of it. No of, way. Of, of Godzilla. <laughs> just scanned him in and just popped that model in the movie. <laughs> so it's CG action figure Zilla. That we're, we're seeing, seeing an action figure of Zilla. Hey, man, there was so many like toys and memorabilia from the Godzilla movie. They were just would have been easy to grab one. And I think he looks different enough. He does. Like something look, just feels yeah, off about him. does feel off. His mouth looks maybe a little bit too wide. Eyes look a little bit too beady. I don't know. Uh, this movie doesn't actually show any monsters from the Heisei Godzilla franchise in. Mm, I guess only in those little flashback scenes, right? Little snippets, but we're missing the classic lineup of, you know, Mechagodzilla, kind of King Ghidorah, Destroyer, Barlante. None of them show up. Yeah. Batra's not here. As toys, though. As toys. Um, there is kind of a reason for that. So, Ryuhei Kitamura, when he was trying to choose the big roster of monsters to show up in this movie, what he did was he got his personal collection of Godzilla toys, <laughs> shook them out of his 20kg bag. No way. Organized them all on a table and ended up just like switching them out and coming up with a roster that felt unique and felt quite cool uh, and rearranging them. He originally had ideas to have Gorosaurus in this movie, yeah, well. as well as Mechagodzilla. Um, considering the fact that there had just been two Mechagodzilla movies, he left that out. But this movie has such an interesting cast of characters. Yeah. Very Showa heavy. And even the ones that we don't see that have come from other eras, we do see those flashbacks of them. Yeah. And I mean, like, we liked GMK. 
But there's something about seeing Godzilla go up against King Caesar, Rodan, and Ingeris. And the, the three of those monsters kind of like fit together and fought together quite well, I thought, in comparison to Baragon, King Ghidorah, and Mothra. It almost felt like what we had originally talked about in the Jim K movie, how they thought of having, yeah, Angiris, Baragon, and Varan. And Varan in there. Yeah. It felt like that kind of fight. Yeah, so even though he was just shaking a bag and monsters were dropping out and he was putting them into the movie, <laughs> it does seem well considered. Like, they all felt like they should be there, except maybe Manila. Maybe Manila. <laughs> uh, Ryu Hakenimura also says that, I mean, this movie feels different from all the others. Yeah. He mentioned how he disliked the Heisei and Millennium Godzilla films because he felt like they appealed too much to obsessive fans and not enough to general audiences. Wow. According to him, he said, I never say to my girlfriends, hey, let's go check out the new Godzilla movie. But if you ask me, this is the movie I want to show my girlfriends. Wow. So this is made for all of you ladies out there. It's because we've got sex appeal in Captain Gordon, you know? Everyone would just see that man and be like, whoa. I know I was here for Captain Gordon. <laughs> Weren't you? Oh, Captain Gordon's little winks he does throughout the movie. <laughs> Do you catch those? There's something about him, man. There's something about Captain I Gordon. I don't know what it is. <laughs> And also, this is the movie, I don't know if we've probably talked about it in the past, but Toho has their big pool water tank. Yeah. This is an actual, before, I think. This yeah. is an actual proper like studio piece that they have in On the, the Toho, Toho lot. lot. Yeah. Is that its official name or have we just started calling it the Toho lot? I, it's, it's the mythical <laughs> Toho lot, you know? Oh, to be in the Toho <laughs> lot. This is the 28th Godzilla movie with this big pool tank. And this has been used ever since their first non-Godzilla movies. Uh, there was one movie in 1960 called Storm Over the Pacific. Oh, add it to the list. Where it was constructed. That would be a good one to cover. <laughs> um, it's 88 meters wide and 72 meters long. And this is the last movie that it actually appeared in. Whoa. After this it was the final Godzilla movie, they ended up uh, taking it down because it was like the end of an era. This is their final send off as they move into more of a digital cg age yeah and yeah it's a sad sight to see yeah it's sad i'll miss that little pool <laughs> i'll end it there there's still so much more trivia especially in the fact that there are the all these cameos and previous actors starring in very specific scenes this I'm, is this is one to read up about if you are interested like there's oh, so much online even for like concept art. Yeah. See, I mean, you know that girl in GMK who was a patient stuck in a hospital when Godzilla Hit her whacked, with the, whacked her with a tail? tail? Yeah. Um, she shows up in that movie as well. So even cameo actors. Was she? Wait, she was in Final Wars. She's in Final Wars. I can't remember where. Oh my God. Cameo actors not only from Godzilla, but also from the director's other movies he've made, other movies he's made, even if it's just like a guard or two. It seems like everyone here has been in a movie before. Yeah. This is like the three treasures. Well, this is the 50th anniversary of Godzilla when they released this. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's not even as apparent to us just how big this movie was. I mean, we're just getting on to Godzilla's 70th anniversary now. 69th, please. Toho wants to not say it's the 69th no, this is the anniversary. 70th. Oh, we are. This yeah, you're right. It's the 70th year now. We'll let, we'll let it slide, Toho. So they did big things for 50. I mean, minus one has kind of been synonymous with 69 and 70. Yeah. 30 more years, Jay Show. We're going to be in our 50s. Well, we, I mean. When 100th anniversary comes out. <laughs> hey, we will be alive. That's going to be, what a year that'll be. But, I mean, we, we're both quite young. 
we both, sure, we grew up with Godzilla, but only the last couple of years have we started delving deeper into it. We're only probably call ourselves like Godzilla fans probably now after watching a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But so we didn't even live through like the the mythical, I hear people talking about it who who love Godzilla, like the the age of no Godzilla movies, yeah. the whole point in time where there was nothing Godzilla because- Final Wars came out 2004. It was the last Toho Godzilla movie until 2016 when Shin Godzilla came yeah. out. And just before that, 2014, when the American one came yeah, out yeah. as well. So there was like a big, at least 10 year gap between this and any other form of Godzilla. For us, though, we were we were at home watching Son of Godzilla <laughs> that night going to theaters to see Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Like we never had a proper drought at all. Yeah. So this this is big. This was the end of an era. So it's it's been cool to revisit it. And the big reason that they had this big gap as well after this movie, um, I think it's pretty well known that the Mechagodzilla movies in the Millennium Era didn't do super well. Yeah. They weren't well received by fans. So at this point, they said, hey, this feels like a good send-off point, at least for a good while. Go out on a high almost instead of... Yeah, go out on a bang. Yeah. Um, they had plans to leave it for a good while, and they did end up end up leaving it for a decade. Yeah. Um, not until Shin Godzilla came out, which only really came out as a... I don't want to say a spin-off of the original movie, but a genuinely different take on it. I've, I can't remember much about it, but it's supposed to be a real political satire on yeah. the whole Godzilla debacle. Well, it's the end of almost... <laughs> We do get into like the MonsterVerse stuff and then the Reiwa era, but it's the end of these real self-contained eras and like Godzilla series almost when we've got five or six movies of Godzilla going up against a different monster each time. It is just like things get weird from here on out. We get like anime series. We get God's <laughs> yeah. more standalone Godzilla movies. Reiwa feels like the miscellaneous era. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go from, yeah, the anime trilogy to singular point to Godziban, Chibi Godzilla. It's a whole lot of weird stuff, but it's going to be it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting for sure. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, should we wrap this up? Go through some final thoughts. Um, give a little rating for each of the films. Do you want to kick yeah. us off? Yeah, I know this is the most divisive movie of the Godzilla franchise. And prior to watching this, I'd seen a lot of people saying this is by far the worst movie. I've had a lot. I've seen a lot of people saying it's by far the best. Um <laughs> I don't think it's the best, but I really appreciate the dif the different take on it. It's getting to that point where we've seen so much. And like you said, I love the serious side of things. I like the goofy side of things. And the fact that they didn't unintentionally make it goofy. This is like they knew it was goofy. So they turned it up to 11 and just full sent it. It feels good. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm not going to necessarily say it's good objectively. <laughs> But I think it's a very good subjectively um, having a human side of things where it's genuinely fun to watch and you're not feeling bored going straight back into the kaiju fights and, and feeling like you're ready for another round with each and every one of these characters going on. Mm. Captain Gordon. Captain Gordon. I mean, Gordon. for him alone, I'm going to have to give this four out of five katanas. Four out of five? Yeah. For fin you're giving Final Wars a four out of five. Final Wars, four katanas out of five. Of Captain Gordon's katanas. Four out of five. Wow. I, I really like this. I think this is one of the ones with the most rewatchability, even if it's just to see your favorite characters and Kaiju come on screen for a few seconds. Yeah. I'm just going through some of my other notes here. Again, the music, man. 
there's like a, a certain tune that played i think throughout the credits it was real different to anything i've heard in, in a godzilla movie before and still felt real almost right like it fit godzilla well but it was very different i don't know i just i really love the soundtrack in this one it's gonna be one that i revisit It sounds a lot like the the X-Men animated thing. <laughs> you know, the... was, yeah, hey. That's what this whole movie sounded like. <laughs> There's even a joke in this when someone calls an Exilian X-Man. Like a derogatory to- term that you're an you X-Man. X-Man. I guess they are mutants. Hey, hey yeah. Um, the only other thing I got here was that the, the, the like morphing transformation from Monster X to Kaiser Ghidorah was really cool. Like the little half heads on Monster X were almost puffing out to make full heads. Yeah. Uh, obviously done with CGI, but his colors were changing and it just looked really cool. It didn't look super fake. We've seen a lot of those CG transformations at this point, And this is one of the ones that I feel felt the most natural to see as a viewer. Yeah. I mean, you guys know where I stand on Godzilla movies. I have got a quite a weird array of tastes i think when it comes to these films uh but i always enjoy being entertained by a good movie having fun i mean it's it's january 1st when we're recording this me and mike just spent a lazy afternoon eating some snacks cheering at captain gordon watching final wars together on the couch it was a dream watching these enhanced mutants jump up jump up on ebura and Make like the weirdest jokes you've ever seen. How about that Empress? What did he say? There was that one mutant who said like, sorry, I'm not a vegetarian. No, he was like, sorry. I am a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. And I don't get the joke because if you, most people are vegetarian because they want to like make sure animals don't die for their yeah, but <laughs> nutrition. He, he doesn't eat meat, so he doesn't like the meat. He doesn't oh, like it. He's a vegetarian because he hates meat and anything that has <laughs> meat in it. As all vegetarians do. <laughs> I just I just fully turned our vegetarian fan base off of this podcast. <laughs> we love you, guys. We, we love you. Our dad's sometimes vegetarian, sometimes vegan. We understand. Um, that was a cool scene. Flip. Off track, but that, that was such a cool scene when the mutants went up against Ebra. I could see like a cool video game being made of a scene like that, like these genetically enhanced yeah. mutants jumping around with crazy guns, running on top of Ebra, the whole environment collapsing around them. You could do it. Each level is fighting and taking down a different kaiju in a different landscape. Yeah. And you have, yeah, enhanced abilities. The little fun Manila event quest where you're trying to like find <laughs> him, chase him down. And oh my gosh. Rocky, <laughs> these rocky hills. What are those quests called where, where you're... Delivering the person. The Manila Escort Quest. The Man- you need to escort Manila in a truck to find Godzilla. <laughs> hey, we need more Godzilla games. We're ready. Um, anyway, yeah, I just thought that this was like, this is one of the most entertaining movies I've ever watched. Like, I had so much fun in this. The action scenes are just crazy, insane stuff. 
And on top of that, it's there's millions of Easter eggs. There's the monsters, there's the toys, there's the returning actors, there's the little references, the Shobajin show up, like Shobajin are here. Gorath again. It's just the randomest little references from throughout the series history. I had such a good time. I'm going to give this five out of five katanas. Oh, yo. Again, this is just, comp- I loved Minus One. That's a five out of five movie for me. This is on the other side of the spectrum, also a five out of five. This is just entertaining. Obviously was made by a fan who wanted to see all these monsters interact and give it a real, yeah, entertaining action movie. Make it a real entertaining action movie to boot. We've been to a few like all-nighter movie marathons. Yeah. I think the thing that would sum it up is this is the type of movie that would come on at 3 a.m. And you're just so pumped and it keeps you awake. Yeah. Across those early hours of the morning. And you just have the best time laughing with friends, talking about it afterwards, like buying action figures of the movie. Oh, I'd just... buy action figures of every monster in this movie. <laughs> I'd get I'd get action figures of the human cast of this movie. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't let up. It's just such a fun time. Man, I'm glad that you're not berating me like I did when I gave War in Space five out of five. No, that's a different, different type of movie. <laughs> um, no. I, yeah, this is, I think this is a good one. Yeah, I think it's a good It's a really good one. I, I don't understand why people don't look upon it favorably, but hey, we've got a lot of reviews sent in. I think more reviews than we've ever had submitted to the show for a movie. <laughs> so we'll try to get through as many as we can. Um, but yeah, let's read off some of the reviews and some of the thoughts from you guys, our listeners. First one here is from our pal Liam, who's at no dove in the discord. Liam says, Godzilla Final Wars is the greatest adaptation of the passion of Jesus put to film. I loved the final sequence wherein the son, Manila, stands with arms outstretched before the father, Godzilla, ready to sacrifice himself, <laughs> providing redemption by bearing the sins of all mankind. <laughs> and Liam gives it a seven out of seven and says, no real review for this one on a serious note. It is a great film and I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Manila. Man, Manila. Yeah, we also have Greg or G Hero emailing into the show. Happy New Year's, Podzilla. Here's my review. Godzilla Final Wars was supposed to be the big G's 50th anniversary. So why does the film seem to not really focus on Godzilla or even Kaiju in general? This film is all over the place. It's ADHD personified. It seems like the director, Ryuhei Kitamura, was less concerned about making a kaiju film and much more interested in filming a Matrix ripoff. Several scenes are pulled almost straight from the Matrix. Everyone's wearing leather. There's a mutant subplot that's just weird. And there's an incredible overuse of color filters, which was a symptom of the early 2000s. And why is Don Fry in this? The man can't act his way out of a paper bag. But it's not all bad. The alien plot is nice. We haven't had one since the show era, and it was nice to see the Zillions, or the Exillions, he specifies, <laughs> uh, again. And their true purpose is gleefully creepy. It's also nice to see Akira Takarada and Kumi Mizuno together on screen again. And while it's nice to see some classic kaiju, I would have liked to see them for more than 30 seconds each. It's sad that Manila gets more screen time than almost all the other monsters. The Shobujin returned for mere moments. It seems like the team was just going through a checklist to make sure they got everything in regardless of how long or how well. When I first saw this film way back when it first came out, I really wanted to like it, but its glaring flaws stood out even then and have not aged well. I can only give this film two Goreths out of five. Oh. And here from Jikira, we see the other side of the spectrum, which I think is just as valid. It's 
it's so different from any of the other Godzilla movies. Yeah. I think it's really easy if you've started to appreciate those to see this one in an, in an entirely different light. Yeah, I will say though, like I've, I've seen the Matrix movies. I'm a big fan of that kind of action. Uh, this this does stand on its own two feet, I think. It's not so much a ripoff, but it does borrow th- from some of those themes. Makes it its own thing. Clear inspiration. I, I will agree with you there, Greg, on the color filters. You didn't like the color filters? Oh, I like them, but they're just so overused. <laughs> yeah, I was I was with you, Greg, but as soon as you were dissing on Don Fry, I don't know, man. <laughs> Captain Gordon, he's a legend. Don't disrespect that mustache. <laughs> uh, we got one here from Zach. He says, hey, thanks for the excellent podcast. I'm getting back into Godzilla after years, and this has just been a blast to listen to. I'm excited to hear your take on Final Wars. I'm about 25 minutes in, and it feels like the Matrix was on uppers. Also, as I watched Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, I couldn't help but notice the resemblance between Dr. Akamatsu and Doc from Minus One. The hair, the wire rim glasses, etc. And my headcanon is that his character's look is a deep cut callback. Thanks. Minus one Easter eggs. Ooh, can we talk about the doc from minus one for a second? <laughs> His look. I love doc. He's the ideal man. It's either him <laughs> or Captain Gordon. When I grow up, <laughs> those are the two people we need to end up looking like. You've got the better mo. You can go for Captain Gordon. I'll go for Gordon. I'll be doc. <laughs> go for doc. Thanks, Zach. We really appreciate the email, dude. Uh, we've just got another one here from Tino. Yeah, Tina says, okay, I've seen Final Wars before, but not for a while, and watching it right after Against Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS, the shift in tone is jarring. It's like someone just watched X-Men and The Matrix and was like, yeah, let's do that, and then throw a bunch of kaiju in there. Weird choice, but whatever. Still had a bunch of fun. Three out of five ancient amulets. I forgot about the ancient amulet in this movie. Yeah, that <laughs> the world just stabs the dude in the back with. For some reason <laughs> to turn him back from a Kaiser form. <laughs> a lot of those weird subplots here. Yeah. Thanks, Dino. We it's so cool um hearing that you guys are like re-watching these or watching them straight after the other ones, going on the journey with us. It's pretty awesome. So we appreciate it. We've got another one here from Michael. Michael says, Final Wars is my favorite Godzilla movie. I know others are better, but to me, nothing can top Captain Douglas Gordon. I love how Godzilla is an unstoppable juggernaut. I love the over-the-top 2000s style. I love the human fight scenes. I love how Gordon was fully ready to fight Godzilla with just a sword before Manila stepped in. I love the cartoon sound effects that are used when Rodan appears in New York and then never again. I love everything about this movie. Five out of five fake, but also real Goraths. <laughs> Five images of planets photoshopped together to look like Gorath. <laughs> I love how the Xillians just like modify images of other planets and like, hey, it's Gorath, look. <laughs> I can do that in five seconds on Photoshop. Come on. And last but not least, we also have a message from Isaiah writing in. I'm one of those people that enjoy Final Wars. It's stupid fun and I love Godzilla just mopping the floor with some of the other monsters. I do wish we would have gotten more action, but it's fine for what it is. Captain Gordon is the best character out of the movie, and X is the best human villain out of the entire franchise. Far better than the human villains from the MonsterVerse and the anime trilogy. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Hey, so actually a lot of love for Final Wars there. A lot of fanfare for X. A lot of fanfare for X. Is that his name? I think I'm going to, I don't know if it's his name, but I'm going to rename myself X. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, We've actually got one more voice message here. Bring um, it. Send him from Nurkles. Nurkles in the Discord. Thanks for sending in. Hey guys, Nurkles from the Discord. 
just popping in to say happy holidays and I hope you enjoyed Final Wars. I really liked Jigan's new design from this movie. Well, keep up all the good work. Love what you do. Thanks. Nurkles, I appreciate the sentiment. Did you just say Jigan? Hey, I, I'm with Nurkles here because I read a Godzilla novel. And if you remember, the way they name Gigan in the Godzilla at World's End novel is they're about to say gigantic. <laughs> He's some sort of Gigan. Yeah, it's officially Gigan, actually, <laughs> for going from the novel. So I appreciate you shedding a light onto his true pronunciation, Nurkles. But again, we really appreciate you just said again, dude. It's so cool to have you in the Discord. It's so cool to have everyone who's joined the Podzilla community jump in. So if you're looking for a cool place to hang out, check the link in the show notes, join the Discord, check the other links in the show notes, <laughs> send in your thoughts to the show. We'll always love reading out your emails and playing your voice messages. Yeah. It's going to be fun from here on out. Uh, next week, we have our Millennium Retrospective on the pod. Yeah. So instead of a movie we're just gonna release a millennium retrospective for our main episode that week and we'd love it if you guys wanted to check another link in the show notes or join our discord and submit your favorite monsters your thoughts on the millennium era of the series the six movies that we've covered for it yeah we're just going to be going through our favorite monsters actors fights fights everything highs and lows everything in between uh, and after that as well, we're going to be st- we're going to be jumping into that Rayway era we were talking about. So no, not even the Rayway era, the MonsterVerse, Micah. The MonsterVerse, and that's included in the Rayway era, isn't it? I guess so, but it's not Japanese, so I don't know. We'll figure it Who out. Who knows? This is the this is the part of the show where nobody knows anything anymore. <laughs> Things are getting wacky for the next couple of months. And this will be my first foray into the MonsterVerse Godzilla. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Man, it is boiling hot in this room, but we made it. Let's go get some McDonald's. (laughs) Let's go get some McDonald's. Let's hang out on the beach. I think Ebira is ready to play a round of volleyball. (laughs) Can't we go play some soccer with King Caesar? Man, (laughs) let's go play some games with the monsters. Thanks for listening to Podzilla. Join our Discord server, tag us on Letterboxd, and follow us on socials at PodzillaPod. Links are all in our show notes. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podzilla and get access to extended cuts of every episode and the occasional bonus ep. Huge thank you to Cassie Celine for our seasonal podcast art. And just a disclaimer that all music and additional audio used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho Company.